in a country overflowing with its culture a nation intertwined along with its love for heritage and a place blossoming in its beautiful diversity we belong to india the land of differences but it is actually these differences that bring us closer to each other yes indeed and what is better than to read and learn about the essence of our own country through delightful stories and with that we welcome you to learning forward podcast season 10 episode 14 today i am shoda and i anvesha will be your hosts for the event we have a very special person here with us today we invite the author of highway to swades miss bhairavi jani thank you so much for being here ma'am would you like to speak a few words yes absolutely hello rishona and anvesha and hi everyone i am so excited to be part of this very special conversation today thank you ma'am it is our pleasure to have you here india is indeed a great country full of stories to tell and experiences to share indeed all the powers mentioned in the book have their own unique meaning ma'am which power inspired you the most and really touched your heart and why oh rishona you're asking me to pick a favorite from all my children how do i do that but nevertheless i think of all the powers that are there in the book and as you know there are 12 power of enterprise power of nature power of heritage power of knowledge power of creativity power of food power of beauty power of wellness power of community power of individual power of inclusion and power of assimilation of all these powers the one that i feel is only unique to india is the power of assimilation i mean you can find the power of enterprise in america and you can also find the power of nature in brazil and you can find the power of creativity in france and you can find the power of food in italy but this power of assimilation is unique to india and therefore i would like to talk a bit about it it is the power that we indians possess to welcome people who are strangers to us foreign to our culture openly without any fear into our society and then intermingle their culture with our culture and make something uniquely indian out of it whilst completely retaining our indianness and also completely respecting their original culture this i think is very very unique to india and therefore of all the 12 powers i think the power that has touched my heart the most is the power of assimilation i couldn't agree with you more ma'am and it was great to know about the power of assimilation plus i also believe that powers are a way to recall our past and as we have said it many times india's only way to rediscover its superpowers is the highway to swades at the sunday school we discussed about the power of nature and it is my personal belief that nature has its own way of healing all of us so ma'am has nature ever helped you to regain yourself and what do you love the most about nature 
Oh, that's such a lovely question, Anvesha. And I have to tell you, of all the questions I have been asked about my book, this has never been asked. So thank you so much for asking. Power of nature for me is to realize and understand that as human beings, we are not at the center of the natural world or on top of the natural world, but are an integral part of it. I think feeling that oneness with nature is very, very important to me. Some time back when I was quite ill and I had developed an allergy because of which there was a problem in my chest and my breathing. And it was actually spending time in the icy Himalayas and walking in the forest of the mighty mountains that eventually helped me cure my illness and also helped me gain strength. And from that time on, I have always believed that if we are open to the power of nature in our very way of life, then the nature with its power has immense capacity to provide us everything, our health, our well-being, and our growth as society. Thank you so much, ma'am. And that is exactly what we all believe in nature. We all believe in the power of nature. Also, we can just keep on going about these nature talks. But apart from that, if we talk about your journey, which was to be exact 18,181 kilometer. And that is simply wow. So how was it like to go from place to place and visit the most unknown lands of India? It was like an adventure, really. I only knew a friend of mine called Maheshri Ram, and he's an expert on India's civilization and also on innovation. He suggested that we go around the country like this and take a block of dates. And I said, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I have been meaning to travel anyways because I want to know how people are making livelihood choices. And so Mahesh and I, discussed and planned this trip from 15th of March in 2014 till 5th of May, primarily because 15th, 16th March was the day after Holi that year and Mahesh had to leave for United States on 7th of May. And so we had these block of dates in between. It was just a coincidence that these dates also coincided with the general election, the Lok Sabha election that is of 2014. And interestingly, it was because it coincided with the general elections that I think people were far more vocal about their choices and opinions, and we were able to capture a whole lot of information. But the great part was that Mahesh also co-opted two of his friends on the journey. One was Eji K. Uma Mahesh. Eji is an amazing person. He passed away two years ago, but he started off as a toilet cleaner in a cinema hall in Madras, then Madras and now Chennai. He eventually, you know, started and made the largest contract and maintenance company in Tamil Nadu. But at 40, he decided that I have done enough and I am now going to pursue my passion in motorsports. And so he decided to get into motorsports and he was the deputy secretary for Formula One in India and the mastermind behind many grand rallies. And it was truly our fortune that Edgy decided to join the drive because he brought with him all that experience of being on the road. By the way, while we were on this drive, Edgy was 65 years old, but you couldn't tell. 
And the other friend was Venkateshan Nagarajan, who was a digital media expert and a cinematographer. And having Venkat with us was very, very useful. Had it not been for Venkat's very, very astute and very, very informative capture of our interviews and our travels, this book may have never come to pass. And so here we are, four of us, we started the journey from Chennai, from actually the St. Thomas Mountain, Chennai, from where, by the way, the first trigonometrical survey of India was carried out. And from there, we started our northward journey and went all the way along the coast into the Eastern Ghats, then to the Northeast and then to North, all the way to Kashmir, then through the desert in Rajasthan, coming down via Gujarat, Maharashtra, all the way to, again, the southern tip to Kanyakumari and back to Tamil Nadu. It was like a circumvention of, of our beautiful country. And what I realized was that there was so much to learn despite all our travels. We were all travelers on that drive, except, of course, Venkat. He had never left Tamil Nadu before. But we had seen so many new things on this journey. And therefore, I always say that do not think that when you have traveled once, it's good enough. Every time you travel, you travel with a different purpose, you travel with different fellow travelers, and you learn every time something new. Ma'am, you made it sound so tireless and fun. I'm sure it was a great journey, and I wish you luck for many more. I too would love to go on a trip like that someday. India was specifically known for its rich knowledge in Vedas and spirituality. But today, many of us don't care to read or at least know a little bit about it or even about the rich culture of India. India has started following and learning about Western cultures and traditions and losing its true grace. How do you think this will affect us in the long term? Well, Rishona, I also think that whilst we have embraced a lot of Western thought, we have also remained true to who we are in comparison to many other cultures around the world. If you really see how thoughts from outside have completely wiped off indigenous thoughts in other countries, we will be very happy to note that as Indians, we have steadfastly held on to our way of life and bravo to us. That does not mean that we must not respect to or learn of our heritage and culture. And I do think that there needs to be larger awareness, larger engagement about our past, about our heritage and culture, and bringing that heart and heritage and culture to our present day use and ensuring that we continue it even after our generations for years and centuries to come. The only way to do that is to make sure that community at every level gets involved with the heritage and culture they have collectively inherited, inherited and that they take full ownership of it and are participating in its preservation and its continuity. I think that is when we will truly ensure that our future generations will, do not lose touch with their very long and very rich traditions and heritage. Thank you, ma'am. It was just wonderful to hear all that. And I loved being alongside with you today. Plus, I also loved listening to so many interesting details about your wonderful journey. It was truly great. And with that, we come to the end of our podcast. Comment below and let us know if you like that podcast. If you want to be a part of similar podcasts, join us. We hope to meet you soon again. That's all for us today. 